Hello, and welcome to Grim and Whim, unnerving tales to haunt, mystify, and spark curiosity. Let's be curious together. On today's episode, we are going to be diving into five bizarre lawsuits that were brought to the U.S. courts that are stranger than fiction. Some of these seem absolutely frivolous, while others actually have some merit. So you and I will be the unofficial judges. And with that, let's begin. Our first bizarre court case involves a woman who actually sued the U.S. government due to an accident involving nacho cheese. In November 2017, a Texas woman sued the federal government for $95,000. She filed this federal suit claiming that an employee at a bowling alley on the Shepard Air Force Base poured hot nacho cheese on her finger, causing permanent injuries to her finger that affected her ability to work. She did eventually lose her employment, but it's not really known whether the injury was the cause of her unemployment or if filing a lawsuit against the airbase was the reason. And according to the original complaint filed in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Texas, uh, Wichita Falls Division, the woman was at the South Lanes Bowling Center um, that is actually on the airbase. And um, and this is a place that you can go to on the Air Force Base. Um, when she was there on September 25th, 2015, she had ordered nachos from the snack bar. And she claimed that the snack bar employee was you know, pouring the nacho cheese for the nachos and bringing it, you know, to the woman. Um, I guess some of the cheese spilled onto her finger. And I think it would be very interesting to see the injury from this hot nacho cheese because it would have to be very hot to cause a severe enough burn where you can't work. I myself, when I was, I think I was 16, maybe 15, I used to work at a concession stand. And so I worked with hot nacho cheese all the time. And I would constantly burn myself either on the container of, you know, like the crock pot or whatever that was like cooking the cheese, you know, accidentally touching the side of it and burning myself or by actually burning myself with the cheese. And I can't imagine that that cheese was hot enough to actually cause any kind of serious pain. Like I was able to get through, you know, the rest of my shift, you know, it hurt. I would have to run it under some water. And, you know, when I would get home, I would put some like burn cream on it. And, um, but I survived. I can still use my hands. And so I don't know. I, I, I would definitely need to see pictures of the injury to make a decision whether or not this injury was as serious as this woman is claiming. Because $95,000 in, you know, damages and um, 
claiming that this impacted her life so much that she could no longer work, I'd have to see it to believe it. The next strange lawsuit sounds absolutely crazy, but it is 100% true. And it's actually kind of scary. (laughs) Um, There was a lawsuit back in 2008 that was over an injury that was caused by a thong. And thongs aren't usually the most comfortable things to wear, but I wouldn't necessarily call them dangerous. But Macrita or Macrita Patterson was the woman who filed this case. And she was visiting a Los Angeles branch of Victoria's Secret. And she was trying on a pair of these like blue panties that they have. And she, you know, was just trying on these panties when out of nowhere, this metal fastener that was on the panties just flew up and hit her straight in the eye. And this must have been just quite a shock because she never expected that just trying on a pair of panties could possibly cause her to be nearly blinded. But this metal fastener that was holding like this rhinestone heart in place, um, somehow it managed to just fly off and the metal actually caused quite a bit of damage to her eye. It struck her in the cornea and she suffered an excruciating cut to her cornea, which was later treated with a topical steroid. Thankfully, she wasn't blinded, but her attorney, um, they filed a lawsuit seeking undetermined damages for both the pain and the shock that these Victoria's Secret panties unintentionally caused. Suing over a defective thong. 52-year-old Macrita Patterson says she suffered an injury and a scratched cordia when a metal faster on her pair of Victoria's Secret underwear struck her in the face. While it might seem frivolous to sue a company because of a bad thong, Patterson's lawyer argued that her life will be permanently changed because of the injury. While an ophthalmologist commented and said that the corneal abrasion usually will clear up in a few days, Patterson says she had to miss two weeks of work because of the injury. Whether she was exaggerating the injury for the case or she really did get permanently hurt, we may never know. The next lawsuit is honestly ridiculous. And I can't believe that this person really thought that he was like Mike. Have you ever seen the movie Like Mike? This was one of my favorite films as a kid. And maybe the person who filed this case saw the movie and thought, hey, Maybe I'm like Mike, and maybe I can make some money off of my resemblance. According to Alan Heckard, the person who filed the case, wherever he went, he was constantly mistaken for Michael Jordan. He claimed that the confusion caused him emotional issues and stress. He actually filed a personal injury claim against both Michael Jordan and Nike. And probably the weirdest part about this case is 
Allen really doesn't resemble Michael Jordan that much. Like Allen and Michael, they both are bald black men, but that's about it. I don't really think that their actual facial features look that much alike. Michael Jordan was facing an $832 million lawsuit for stealing Allen's likeness, which is just hilarious to me that this dude really thought he could get away with this. But the case was just immediately thrown out of court just because it was so ridiculous. And I honestly don't know if Heckard is just delusional or maybe people really did say that he looked you know, exactly like Mike. And maybe Heckard felt like this was enough harassment that he could maybe make some kind of money off of it for, you know, damages. But again, he looks similar to Michael Jordan, but not that much. And also Michael Jordan is incredibly tall, very, you know, big dude. And I don't think that Alan Heckard is that tall, not nearly as tall as Michael Jordan. And again, aside from them being, you know, around maybe the same age, they're both black men. They both are bald. That's about it. Like they don't really have, you know, the exact same, you know, features And someone might say, oh, you know, you kind of look like Michael Jordan. You know, they might say that. But I really don't think that this guy was being just absolutely harassed by people saying that, oh, you absolutely are Michael Jordan. And then that was somehow causing so much emotional distress. I just, no. And the court felt the same way. They were like, this is just ridiculous and it was ultimately thrown out of court and luckily Michael Jordan didn't have to face you know paying this person 832 million dollars I mean that is just crazy dating can be difficult and sometimes can even feel impossible but would you sue to improve your chances on a dating app Well, that's what a 69-year-old man wanted to do by filing a claim to legally change his age in order to avoid what he felt was ageism. So this gentleman, his name is Emil Rattleband, and he claimed that he was being discriminated against because he was 69 years old and his age was affecting his dating prospects on Tinder, which, first of all, I didn't realize that there would be that many, like, 69-year-olds on Tinder. Um, I've never personally used a dating app, but I feel like it's a lot more younger people using it. I feel like an older person would feel maybe not very motivated to use an app, but, you know, that could be my own, you know, prejudice coming in, but... That aside, this request is obviously ridiculous. 
And there's also many legal implications. The judge explained that many rights and obligations are age-based and that changing one's legal age would complicate the system. Emil ended up losing the case, but I mean, I hope that he does find love one day and that he embraces his age. I mean, maybe there's a lot of younger people on Tinder and if you're not having luck, maybe it's because you shouldn't be dating somebody that's significantly younger. I mean, I don't really have too much against, you know, people who, you know, date significantly older or younger people as long as it's legal, you know, and that there's consent. And with children, children cannot consent. And so if it's 18 or younger, obviously that I have an issue with. But I mean, maybe he needs to consider losing the app and try maybe a more traditional way um, to find someone that he has more in common with and is in similar age as him. And yeah, I, I do. I hope that he does find love one day. This final bizarre court case is the definition of first world problems. A California woman sued Sports Beans, which apparently is an exercise supplement produced by Jelly Belly. And I had never heard of Sports Beans. I don't know if they still, you know, manufacture them and sell them anywhere. I haven't seen it. But um, this woman felt that she was deceived by the nutrition label. The product was advertised as containing electrolytes and vitamins, but this San Bernardino, California resident named Jessica Gomez says that she was deceived about the sugar content of the product, with it containing more sugar than she was expecting. She attempted to sue sports beans for using the term evaporated cane juice instead of the word sugar in its food label, claiming that the company was misleading consumers about how much sugar the snack actually contained. But the thing is, is that on the nutrition label, the total grams of sugar per serving was clearly displayed. Um, so for somebody who has to like watch, you know, watch their sugar levels or um, you know, if you're diabetic or, you know, you just, you know, for health reasons or, you know, whatever, if you are trying to keep track of how many grams of sugar you consume every day, um, there are always, you know, whether it's natural sugar or whatever, there's always going to be the total grams of sugar per serving on the nutrition label. And so her claim that, you know, it was misleading and, you know, whatever, the case was ultimately dismissed. The court was like, no, this is frivolous. It's ridiculous. And also, it's just kind of silly. It doesn't, a little bit of extra sugar isn't going to kill you. And looking into this case, it just seems like this person was just trying to make a quick buck and was being petty for petty's sake. And like I said, it wasn't misleading because the nutrition label 
did in fact have the correct total grams of sugar per serving. And so the court was like, nope, but she tried. Thank you so much for joining me. It's goodbye for now, but I hope to haunt you again soon. If you have your own scary story, or a strange encounter, or anything else that falls under the umbrella of mysterious, or chilling, or spooky, you can type it out, and please send it to grimandwhim at gmail.com. That's G-R-I-M-A-N-D-W-H-I-M at gmail.com.